So yeah, I guess you should introduce it. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna do it. Should I do it in my Sarah accent or my regular accent? Oh, please, please, just please don't do it in your Sarah accent. Do it in my regular voice. Okay. Oh, what do you usually say? Uh, hello and welcome to Unpick. No, I'm still doing it in your cadence. God damn. Fuck. It's, I mean, here, you rip the piss out of me if you want. Just, no, just, no, just no, do I don't it. mean to. Roast I'm sorry. Me. I genuinely don't mean to. Hey, it's okay. It's not your fault that I feel self-conscious about being posh and having a phone voice that I reflexively use for podcasting because people can understand me better when I speak in it. Okay, I'm going to try and be a natural person. It's hard. Hi, welcome to Unpick. Um, this is the podcast where we talk about clothes and figure out how to be good costume designers. Now you may notice that this is a different voice introducing this than you normally hear. I'm Scout Shiro. I was on episode one and I am a costume designer, a podcaster, and a enjoyer of Dungeons and Dragons. And I'm here interviewing Sarah. Yes, it's a me. Oh, how the turntables. Um, I am not where you thought I would be. Hmm. <laughs> That's how it be sometimes. Sometimes you gotta, I think, sometimes in order to figure out how we'd like to think about costuming characters. Sometimes we gotta think about how we clothe ourselves. Literally. Yeah, I'm kind of realizing that before I agreed to do this, I should have like actually sat back and thought about how I actually dress, but I didn't. I Because we, we, we were just like, yeah, let's do it today. And then I went about my day and didn't do any of that thinking about the clothes that I wear that I should have done. Um... What are you wearing today? I guess let's start there. What's your what's your today outfit? Outfit of the um, day. My today outfit was just some some jeans that I threw on, um, and then sort of a, a vest top, and then I wore my Bruce Lee uh, sweatshirt and my Breakfast Club big cardigan over the top of that. I was wearing that because I, I was working in the in the studio. And I like to have something that has pockets in it um, so that I can carry my phone around um, so that I can listen to music while I'm in the workshop. It's also can get pretty cold out there. So I like to have like a big cardigan or actually today I was wearing like a full on cape um, because it's my in the workshop when it gets cold and it's also my costume workshop. Um, so I have a lot of like costume bits lying around. Um, so I was in there working and I was like, eh, it's pretty cold. What do I have to put on to keep me warm? And I just have like capes lying around. So I just kind of put that on and wore it around. Um, so two things. Number one is you have your own costume workshop. Um, yeah, it's, it's very good to have. And I've been, um, I've had a few friends come over. Um, cause they've been like, oh, Sarah, can you like, help me learn to sew like I've got this pattern that I want to follow but like I'm a bit confused and I'm like come on over to my big workshop where there's loads of space where we can lay out all the pattern pieces and have a look at them and see how this cape fits together um 
But yes, it's it's sort of reasonably large and doesn't have any heating in it. So it's great to work in in summer. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing summer is not super boiling over there like it is in the US. Uh, no, so, I mean, like, I think the hottest it got over the last month was like um, 29 degrees uh, Celsius, which is, uh, 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 Google, tell me, 82, no, 84 Fahrenheit. Yeah, we're That's around the there today. It ever got. Um, and, and these weeks it's been cooling down. Um, so, and I'm very happy about that because, and I guess bringing it back to clothing. Yeah. I can wear my big cardigans and my Bruce Lee jumper, which is like one of my favorite things that I own. So you, um, you were, my second question was actually, so you were wearing a cape, but it also sounds like you were wearing three shirts at one time. Cause you said you were wearing a vest shirt and then you were wearing your Bruce Lee shirt and then you were wearing a third shirt. Is that what I, that's what I understand. Uh, is that right? Yeah. I mean, it goes vest, which, wait, I think vest in American means waistcoat. Yes. I think for us, of, when I say vest, I think that would be tank top for you. Yes. Okay. Um, so I'm wearing a, a tank top and then I'm wearing my Bruce Lee sweater mm-hmm. or like a sweatshirt, I would call it. And it's just Is it made of a top. jersey fabric or is it like a yeah, knitted it, kind of thing? No, it's jersey. It's jersey. It's like a Yeah, then light, for over light. here that would be like I guess a sweatshirt. It's got long sleeves? Yeah, long sleeves. Yeah, then um, if it's got long sleeves it's a sweatshirt if it's made of jersey. Yeah. And then I've on top of the I mean it's I call it my Bruce Lee sweatshirt because it's got the black it's yellow and it's got black lines down the sleeves. Um just like Bruce Lee wore in the, his uh, unfinished masterpiece of a film, a Game of Death, which I talked about in like episode ten of Pot of Grade, but um, y'all can go listen I'm to my Yu-Gi-Oh podcast if you want to hear about that image of um, him right now. Oh, it looks um, it looks kind of like the shirt that is in um, Kill Bill. The one in Kill Bill was based off of this one. Um, Bruce Lee was first. Bruce Lee was the original iconic. I really you know. like this one that he's wearing. It looks like he's wearing like a, it's like a one piece too. Yeah, he's, he's wearing a onesie and he's wearing that because, um, the film's called, was supposed to be called The Game of Death. Yeah. And like, there was like different teams and they're different colors. So that's like his like team uniform. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that's like the middle layer. And today, I'm only, today it's like pretty warm. Um, for the UK, for Northern Ireland. So I'm only wearing three layers. So my last layer, or my second to last layer, is this big old knitted cardigan, which I guess would be like a sweater. Yeah, we have, for us in the US, a cardigan is a sweater, and a sweater for us is like a knit kind of thing. Um, but a cardigan, a cardigan usually buttons up the front or is open in the front. Okay, yep, that is, that is what I am wearing. Yeah. Um, and then, so yeah, I, I tend to layer things up, like, in, in winter, um, whenever it gets, like, f- like proper cold, or not proper cold, like, it gets to about, like, five degrees, zero degrees, uh, which, like, uh, fucking, uh, five, um, is 41 to 40 degrees Fahrenheit, so, like, not, like, freezing temperatures, but, like, cold um, whenever it's, like, winter temperatures, I don't leave the house unless I'm wearing at least five layers, which will be, you know, t-shirt, shirt over that, sweatshirt over that, jumper, sweater over that, and then, like, a coat or jacket. So, like, 
as I go about the day, I can, you know, get into the studio, take off two of those layers, take off three of those layers if the heating is really blasting that day. Or if I'm in my house, I'll usually still have like four layers on because I don't like putting the heating on in my flat because like it costs money to do that. I actually have like a rather large collection of dressing gowns or uh, robes, I think, in American. I know um, what a dressing gown is because of Phantom of the Opera. Because Christine wears a white <laughs> dressing gown and I tried to make it one time. Um, yeah, so I have like quite a lot of those. I like have this one um, dressing gown pattern. Um, which is a man's dressing gown pattern from like the 70s or 80s that I found in a vintage shop. Yeah. And, like, I have used that pattern like four or five times now just to make like different dressing gowns from different fabrics that I found. Um, like last Do last, you make um, a lot of your own clothes that you wear from day to day? Because I'm realizing now I don't really do that. I think like most of the time when I'm making clothes, I'm making it for a cosplay and or a costume for a show and like if i'm if i'm gonna wear it for real life then that's like the secondary usage you know do you make a lot of your own stuff just because you want to wear stuff like is that yeah 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 i do um i think before before i got into costume before i got into studying costume yeah and before Before i I didn't i did before i because i didn't know what cosplay was I'd never like heard of cosplay. Um so I think whenever whenever I sort of started really properly making a load of my own clothes, um it I was in first second year of art school. Um I think I think my mum promised me um one like summer that if I did like all the dishes all summer did a load of chores just like worked out super well around the house, like mowed the lawn whenever they asked me to, that um that she would buy me a sewing machine. Yeah. Um so of course I was like, fuck yeah, and like did all that and um she got me like a really good sewing machine. Yeah. Um and originally we got one um that was sort of suited to do machine embroidery. Okay. Um which like it just had like a really good like free machining like action and it had like a large um i want to say void in the middle like there was a lot of room around the the foot to like maneuver uh, material to do free machining with i think this is going to be one of the most technical episodes (laughs) (laughs) um because like i had historically done a lot of that yeah um whenever I was doing my A-levels, which are, I don't know, leaving school exams. Um, newts for you, Harry what, Potter. What, like how old do you take those? When, how old are you? Uh, 17, 18. They're like the newts from Harry Potter. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then GCSEs are like the oils from Harry Potter. Yeah, we have to um, take like a standardized test at the end of high school, at least in New Jersey. I don't know about other places. Yeah. Um, so for my art exam at the end of school, like I did a load of uh, free machined dragons. Oh wow! Um, and like I thought, whenever I was going to art school, that I might get like into doing like embroidered pieces, and and use sort of sewing in in my in my work. Um, but that didn't didn't really happen. Um, GSA, the, the Glasgow School of Art, um, they don't really have like a textile art department. Um, and I, I mean, I, I, I still did textile art, um, but there was, there did, they didn't have any tutors really that, um, 
were particularly encouraging of that. Not to say that they like told me to do other things, mm-hmm. but whenever I would come to a tutor and be like, "Oh, look, I've got this really cool thing with knitting that that, that I've done," like they didn't like they were all they were very supportive of that, but no one really knew anything about knitting. It was always kind of like a smile and a nod and like, "Oh yeah, that's that's cool, Sarah." Like, have you considered? And then they we we talk about something like the. I don't know, it was the um, nature of craftsmanship and like why craftsmanship was important in, in something like that and get to discussing um, more kind of other kind of higher art concepts to do with craft rather than like what kind of things I could do with knitting itself or what kind of things I could do with free machining itself. So I I never really got the opportunity to become a textile artist, really. I had a similar um, so, experience because when, so I got a degree in broadcasting and I wanted to be a TV sitcom writer, but uh-huh. the program, um, my school didn't really offer anything for like, uh, like TV and film writing. And we do have a TV program, but it's mostly, uh, it's mostly focused towards news and, um, and radio production. But, and some documentary, but mostly news. Uh, so that's how I got into sound design was because, like, I would show it to professors, you know, or I'd show my work to professors. They'd be like, this is really cool. Why don't you, you know, why don't you make a radio play of it or something? And then I got really mm-hmm. into sound design as a result. So here mm-hmm. we are. <laughs> so uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So you got into costume design as a result of your experience in university? Um, yeah, I think actually I started telling that very roundabout story um, to kind of explain why it is that I make clothes for myself. Absolutely, yeah. Um, Keep going. I'm super, like, this is, I think this is really important to tell, kind of, because yeah, this is your yeah. show, and, like, I... I Personally, I don't know why you started making costumes. I have no clue. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not really sure. I mean, I actually, I am sure. I I do know because I, you know, was at uni and I was I was doing a lot of like painting. Well, I no, I was. I fucking hate painting. I have a degree in it and I hate it. Um, but I I was doing a lot of printmaking, which is the thing that I really liked about my degree. I love printmaking. Would love to go back to screen print actually. Um, might see if I can fight my way into the textile department next year. Anyway, but I was doing all this stuff in the studio with um, printmaking, and I did end up doing like a, quite a lot of knitted pieces during um, second and third year of uni, which I'm still sort of proud of. Um, but I didn't. I sort of. I had this old fancy sewing machine, not old fancy sewing, very new and very high tech. Is this um, a different one than the one that you first had? No, no, that's the one that my that I got from my mum yeah, yeah. Um, for doing all those chores over summer. So I, I had that sitting around the house. And I also had, um, I got really lucky in that um, our flat in um, second year of uni, the one we moved into, um, I got like a, I ended up with like a really big room. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was like, it was, it was the coldest room in the house because it was like right up in the attic. Um, had a very low sloping roof and like you know the roof was like right there exposed to like 
these sort of like gale force Scottish winds that would occasionally come past and I thought that the roof was literally going to rip off like in uh, Day After Tomorrow and that I was going to fucking die. But that never happened. It just got very cold and I had this huge uh, floor space um, which I could just like lay out fabric and lay out pattern pieces. Um, and for like years, I never ever worked at a sewing table because I didn't have a table in my room. Oh uh, my gosh, what do you do? I sit on the floor and sew. Like I use my yeah. hand with the pedal and I use my other hand to feed this the oh, sewing no. machine through the feed bag. I, I don't, I don't even, I use both my hands to feed and I just like stick me leggy out really far. <laughs> yeah, that's, I also do that. I just like have my like knee up by my head and the pedal is just like right by my bum and I'm like, um, but th- the reason that I didn't have a table was that I used to sew on it and like I sew, like I sewed pretty fast for like having a domestic sewing machine. Yeah. Um, now that I'm on an industrial sewing machine and I know how to use that, I realized that actually I don't sew fast. I sew at a normal pace um, for someone who should be making loads. But I actually, um, the table that I used to have, I like vibrated it to death yeah. by using the sewing machine on it. Yeah. And like the sewing machine would go and the table would go and like it just like shook it so much. It was like an old Ikea table and it just like fell apart one day when I like stood up from my machine because I sewed it to death with the vibrations of my machine. Um, so yeah, I had like space and the machine and and like the time because like on on an art course you are left to your own devices pretty much as long as you produce pieces at the end of the the term yeah um your time is your own wow so i i was watching um what was it i got into watching i think this wasn't one of the first things that i was watching but i remember i watched jonathan strange and mr norrell mm-hmm um, which is a very, I would highly recommend a web series done by the BBC um, based on the book Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell, which is still, I have never read a book that is better than Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. It is literally the best thing ever written. Um, just amazing book. And it, it's set in um, Regency England mm-hmm. um, where there are magicians and there are fairies that get involved and it's sort of like these posh gentleman magicians who are trying to use end up trying to use magic to sort of win the Napoleonic Wars and stuff like that. Oh, I know. Um it's it's an amazing book and I would highly recommend it to anyone. Um but the BBC made a mini series of it and I remember watching this and this was in about uh, when it came out like 3 or 4 years ago so I think I must have been in third year of uni. And I just remember watching it uh, and I looked at um, the pants, the trousers that Jonathan Strange was wearing Uh and I went, need me one of those. So I just like made some. I went to the library and and I looked in the fashion and textiles department and just like leafed through all their books and found their books on like pattern cutting and historical pattern cutting and how to make the good, good Regency britches. And I just like signed them out and learnt by myself in my room. Oh my gosh. Um, Cause I, I was just, from having what, like, I think I was watching, I was watching like Merlin, mm-hmm. um, which is still one of my favorite TV, like BBC Merlin. Is I very love brand. to see it. The perfect show. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing bad about that show. Nothing at all. No, there's nothing at all <laughs> at fault with that show. Um, no, I actually I love it so much. It's so um, good. 
Uh, I was I'm like some of like those so, so they, they occasionally have like billowy shirts in there, and I'm like, oh yeah, nice. I was watching uh, BBC Musketeers. I ended up watching like Hornblower um, and Sharp, which are again all set in like Napoleonic um, Regency, pre-Regency, all that kind of 1790 to 1810 kind of era. Um, and I was like, oh yeah, they're looking so good. So I ended up making, um, like I made several shirts from that era. Um, what was it I made around that time? I think I was also reading, um, yes, the, the Final Wheel of Time book came out in, I think, 2012? Mm-hmm. I know, um, and I, and then I and that because I'd I'd read the Wheel of Time as like a teen and kind of like forgotten about it because um, Robert Jordan had died, and like the books stopped coming out for like a few years and I was like oh, uh, and then I got distracted about it and like forgot to like keep checking up that like the books would be finished because I just kind of like assumed that they wouldn't be finished and like I didn't really go on the internet very much at that time, mm-hmm. um, so I didn't like keep up with the fact that they that the book series would finish um but i was in waterstones and i like noticed i was like holy shit the, the wheel of time like finished the series finished oh my god um so i bought the final uh like three or four books uh and finished them off um and then i th- thought that i would go ahead and cosplay the main character of that series who is randall thor who I wanted to cosplay because he is a big, tall ginger, uh, and so am I. Yeah. How tall um, are you? I actually don't know this. Uh, I'm 5'9". You're 5'9"? Five 5'9". Five I'm not, like, hugely, hugely tall. No, um, that's um, very tall! You're you're an entire foot taller than me. I mean, that's, I don't know. It'd be like that. To me, um, it's very good, and I love to see it. I just um, want to say, um, so, like, back in the first episode when I spent half the episode talking about Quinn, um, uh-huh. one time Sarah cosplayed Quinn for me, just, like, pulled shit out of her closet and, like, was like, oh, yeah. I'm Quinn now, because she got, like, the big bushy hair and she's super tall and lanky, and it made my fucking life! <laughs> it was good um, to me, Scout Shiro, personally. I wonder, could I find, um, pictures of my Randall Thor cosplay? Um, dot, but I think that it's really relevant to talk about now because I'm actually I'm on a costume course, yeah, and I am getting to choose my own projects. And the project that I am going to choose um, is going to be the Wheel of Time. Um, what will this have been tagged? And this is alongside your thesis. This is alongside my thesis. My thesis will be on uh, how design and costume design. Uh, contributes to world building in fantasy mm-hmm. um and then my thesis will be um uh yeah my thesis will be about design in uh, fantasy and how design contributes to world building and then my actual practical project will be to read and research the we live time universe and create costumes um based on that i don't think for this project i'm not even going to go into being like, I'm going to make a costume for Randall Thor. I'm going to make a Matt Cawthon costume or a Perrin Ibarra. Um, I'm just going to look at all the different cultures mm-hmm. um, uh, and create a national dress for them, I guess. Yeah. Um, so it kind of comes back to that because like, I think 
that Rand cosplay was the first time that I made historical costumes. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I mean, having learnt all I've learnt about costume design, uh, and also having just... I, I went on um, Everybody Hates Rand um, a few weeks ago and ranted about how bad it is whenever people use historical costumes in fantasy. And of course, that was exactly what I did to do my Randall Thor cosplay. Um, I just kind of, I looked at the Wheel of Time universe, used the level of technological development to estimate what uh, time period it was roughly equivalent to. Uh, and I came up with like about 1690. So I made a 1690 style coat and was like, there you go, boom, Randall Thor. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I made, I made this red coat and that was great fun. And I was like, fuck yeah. Um, I'm trying Um, to think. But if I am not spoiling your paper too much. So you don't like when a fantasy series use historical approximation to place costume design, right? Um, yes. If you want to, if you if you want to know more about that, you will have to go to Everybody Hates Rand. Uh, libsyn dot com, uh, and you will have to listen to episode uh, twenty nine colon Jerkins don't have sleeves, um, in which Emily and Sally uh, get ranted at by me about the whole reasons why. I basically that's where you'll get all my opinions on fantasy costume. Um, the pre thesis thesis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, yeah. Sorry, I'm just um I'm trying to open my library of photos to have a look at kind of all the clothing that I made while I was at art school. I actually have a new thing I've been thinking about. Um, yeah. Do you? think because like I so we talked when I came on we talked about like what I wear to work um do you wear different stuff to school than you would wear every day because I found like when I was in college um I I would not uh like I would kind of just like roll out of bed and I didn't like dorm or anything but I would just kind of like throw on a t-shirt and once leggings came back into style, some leggings, and call it a day. Um, but now, even, you know, when I'm not going to work, I'm, I, I try to, uh, put some other things on. I, I try to, I try different cuts of fabric, uh, of clothes, or different, like, um, styles it, of shirts, um, even. Do you do, you do that like, also? That was you a really have a distinction question. between clothes for working in and clothes for enjoying yourself in? Yeah. Um, I, no, I, I don't think I, I do you don't go think to I do have that. class and sit down and listen to a lecture? Like, is that what your classes are like? Uh, um, no, pretty much never. Um, I mean, we have that like once a week. Yeah. Um, uh, but the, for, for, for uni time, the rest of the time is, uh, you have a studio and again, kind of like art school, you have that studio and you have a project to deliver. Um, by the end of the term or the month or the year. Wow. Um, so uh, your, your time is your own and you don't have hours to go into work. You just... 
You just do yeah, it. You just you got you just got to do the work. Um. So I think for me, uh, and I do think this might be a little bit of a problem. Um, in my life, because I'm very bad at distinguishing between uh, work time and play time. Um, so for me, all times are times that I could potentially be doing work. I could, I the all times are I could be doing something creative. I could be uh sort of working on a sewing thing, doing a drawing of a costume that I am going to make. I could be going into the studio. Um, so I don't really have. I don't really set myself time off. It's sort of like... So in terms of like wearing things, I, I don't have... Not that I don't have work clothes, but I don't have play clothes. I mean, I've, I mean, I have stuff that if I'm going out to like the club, I'll be like, oh, let's put on something a bit fancy. But I don't have relaxation time clothes. Yeah. Because um, I mean, I my pyjamas are still my work clothes. Actually, like... I talked about the amount of dressing gowns I have. Yeah. Whenever I make a dressing gown, because I do, whenever I work at home, I'm pretty much always wearing a dressing gown because my dressing gowns have like big deep pockets that I can fit uh-huh. a phone in. I can fit a measuring tape in. I can fit a box of pins in. I can fit, I can fit sewing scissors, like the big orange handled sewing scissors. Yeah, the in. Fiskers. The Fiskers yeah. scissors. I have an apron that um, when I did my first show, Kiss Me Kate, um, my... My head costumers gave us an apron, and it's like a little sewing apron that I wear, and it says the costumer oh is always right. It's very cute, and I love to wear it when I'm working. Yeah, not same hat, but same apron. Um, <laughs> last year, I mean, you know, I think I mentioned uh, probably at some other time um, that this year I was working on The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Um, in the Grand Opera House, but well, last year, which was the first year that I worked for the Grand Opera House, um, they were doing Oliver and I was working on Oliver and like as part of um coming in and like volunteering for that, like they gave us these not quite aprons, but like tool belts. Mm-hmm. Um they look kind of like uh you'd more often see like makeup artists wearing them. Uh and they're just like a belt and actually I feel like they're kind of funny packy. Um, yeah. yeah. So they're like a belt and you'll there's loads of like pockets in it, and that's where I'll have all my my pins and um, needles and sewing kits and scissors and snips and unpickers and blah 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 blah. Um, so I've got that, um, which is the thing that I wear to work um, in when I'm going into the studio, like in uni. Yeah. Because um, I don't bring my dressing gown into uni. That's like homework. Yeah, I was actually <laughs> I gonna ask you if you wear your dressing gowns to school. Um. Nah, nah. Um. I just, I wear that work apron uh, and I wear um, things that have like deep pockets in them. Yeah. Um, I just had an idea. You know what you theoretically could do? Those big uh, chiffon or organza um, like (laughs) dusters are really in right now. So you could theoretically make a dressing gown that you could wear out. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think more the reason that I don't wear dressing gowns or things with big sleeves in the uni workroom is oh. because there's a lot of people around, there's a lot of machinery around, I'm working with the industrial sewing machines which will murder me if I get caught in them. Um, so that's more the reason that I don't wear big dressing gowns with big pockets in there oh, and I have sense. my little apron which is like tight to my body yeah. uh, and keeps me in order. I think I have this um, kind of the 
the dichotomy of pockets and tight clothing um, when I'm working in the studio because I, I want to wear my leggings, um, which I can like move around on. I can like, you know, climb up on top of the sewing tables if I need to, if I'm working on something like really big and like I can't reach the middle of the table and I have to like climb on it and like spider my way around things. <laughs> um, like uh, leggings are good and really comfortable and really good to work in, but they don't fucking have pockets. Yeah. You could, um, sometimes I stick things in the waistband of my leggings. Oh yeah, like, I literally have been known to keep my phone, like, in my underwear. Uh-huh, big same. And, like, big same. Whenever- like, I do wash my I'm phone, like, for the record. <laughs> yeah, 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 like, I'll, I'll give it a good wipe down. But, like, so, and some days when I, like, whenever I go into the studio, um, and, like, I don't, I don't, I only wear bras, like, 60-70% of the time. Like, some mornings I wake up and I'm like, oh, whatever. Um, like, my titties aren't so big that I, like, need to wear one. It's just, like, more comfortable. But sometimes I just, like, can't be bothered. Or, like, I'm in a hurry and I you know, must confess, I literally, sometimes I just walk out the door in the t-shirt that I've slept in and have had, had worn, like, the previous day. Listen, it be like that sometimes. Sometimes two days if it's really busy times. I just wear the same t-shirt for, like, the whole week and it's really nasty. But I'm t- busy. Got shit to do. That's how it be. Um, so whenever I'm not wearing a bra, I'm like, fuck. And like, I'm not wearing a bra and I'm wearing leggings. I'm like, shit, it's gotta go down my undies. It's the only place my phone can live. But yeah, like I have, I know I have clothes that are good to work in, but I don't have any that are good to chill out in. So like, so you said you wear, you wear jammies, right? You wear jammies. Um, yeah, I got my gym jams and quite a What kind of jammies do you like to wear? Um, I like, again, I like... Uh, gym jams that have pockets in them. Um, I like ones that are have like a cuffed um, ankle. Yeah. Um, so they don't like slide up when you're like I know thrashing about your bed <laughs> in a state of unrest or whatever. Um, I don't like it when my pajamas ride up around my thighs. I'm like, what the fuck, are you doing up here? Get back there. Get down. Um, or like when your socks then, fall down when you sleep in. That's bad. Yeah. I find that um, to be. So, uh, do you wear socks when you sleep? I found that a lot uh, of people don't. And I wear socks on the temperature. 99% of the time. So, like, do you? Is that a thing? It depends on the temperature. If it's cold, like, if it's winter, um, usually I'll wear socks. Um, but I don't like wearing them in summer because I like to... Because I think most, like... You know, like, the, the socks that are kind of sold as, like, bed socks? They're, like, really fluffy and soft. Yeah. But they're just like, they're just synthetic and all you're going to do is sweat in them. And they're like, they're good to wear like around the house as like slippers, but they're not good to actually sleep in, I find. Hmm. So uh, yeah, I'll wear like a pair of pajama bottoms and then I'll just wear a random t-shirt. Like usually what I have been wearing during the day, to be honest, like I'll just take my bra off and go to sleep. Yeah, that's how I be. Um, I usually wear pants, like pajama pants to sleep. I have noticed though... I'm starting to get into matched pajama sets. Like, huh. uh, the kind that you see old people wear on TV. Yeah. They're very yeah. cute. And I like them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've never, like, I associate matched pajama sets with boarding school. Really? Um, and, like, what everyone would wear in boarding school. Right. Like, mm-hmm. nope, and and I'll, you I'll went to, that. I think we talked about this by yeah, ourselves. I, you went to boarding school, yeah? I went to boarding school. Um, 
because I went to boarding school because um, my we lived in Brazil when I was a kid um, for a few years and then we moved to India but I really didn't like the school in India um, it was a French lycée school and everyone there was like like just really rich and like it, first of all everyone like spoke French uh, and I like learned French and like I, I'd still say my French today is better than 90% of like people in the UK because like no one wants to learn another language because we're all barbarians um, but I had a hard time there and so I didn't want to go to school uh, I didn't want to go to French school in India um, so my parents were like right so either we homeschool you or we send you back to Ireland to go to boarding school and I was like I will go to boarding school please 4,000 miles away from you um, because I didn't want to be homeschooled um, so yes I ended up going to boarding school what did y'all wear? Did y'all have uniforms or? Yeah, yeah, we, we had we had uniforms. Um, it was like blazer, um, with the school crest on the lapel, and then there was a V-neck jumper, um, shirt, um, long sleeved, and then there was a tie, um, and then the skirt was like a, it was supposed to be like a knee length, just six panel gourd skirt, like a, just a straight up and down skirt. Yeah. Um, uh, but then all the girls would roll them up, so it was like um crotch length. Mm-hmm. Um, and like they're the with black tights and black shoes um, so there was that uniform and then uh, boarding at boarding like after you got back from school you could change into your own clothes um, to wear around the boarding department and around the dorms and stuff um, and this was uh, 2006 to 2010 so it was just the fashions then. It was like jeans, hoodie, and Uggs were the fashions then. That was um, when I was I, in high school also. Yeah, I, end, I ended up with a pair of Uggs, like just like a fake pair from Primark. Mm-hmm. I had one um, too, because they were super warm. Yeah, they, they were. And it like, gets really cold. Sure in Uggs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uggs were good. Um, Did you so have that. that problem? So um, I found when I was... Um, Back when we were wearing Uggs, uh, when I was in high school, we were starting to transition from the flares jeans time period into skinny jeans. And so, like, I was really slow to catch on to skinny jeans because uh, my mom wouldn't let me wear them. So I always found mm-hmm. that, like, it was really hard to tuck jeans into Uggs. And even when skinny jeans, when I finally started to wear them, I was they always slipped out. Did you have that problem? Um, no, I don't think, because I think by time, well, actually... I still have that I problem have, with boots in general, to be honest. A, I didn't have my parents around to tell me not to wear skinny jeans. Um, also, and I was just uh, sort of, like, passionately copying what the other girls in boarding were doing, because, you know, like, I didn't want to get bullied for standing out or anything, because, like, I, I was already more likely to get bullied. Um, because I'd grown up in India and Brazil and didn't have any idea of the cultural norms of Northern Ireland. Um, so I didn't want to, I just like copied what everyone else was wearing and like, um, there was a lot of clothes swapping around boarding. Um, like if someone didn't want something, some, something or like, um, one of the Hong Kong girls was like going home and couldn't fit everything in her suitcase, um, she'd just like leave it in the department for us to, for people to take. Um, so I actually ended up with like a lot of 
skinny like jeans and like hoodies like from China. Wow. Because um, that's how I got clothes. Like I just steal them from lost property or from girls who left them in the department. Yeah. Um, so I always kind of had what everyone else was wearing. Um, and the other reason that I never have this problem with boots is that I grew up in the countryside um, wearing welly boots, Wellington boots. Like rain boots? Um, yeah, I think in Australia they're called gumshoes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I was like trained at an early age to like, you know, wrap my trouser around my lower calf properly and like insert it into my welly boot so it wouldn't fall out. So actually, no, I've never had that problem. My mom says that when she was growing up, they had this product called Boot Snuggies that was like suspenders for your pants so they would stay inside of your boots. And huh. constantly, I still want to have that because I, I'm just, I, pants are hard for me. As a concept. <laughs> Let's yeah. put it at that. Yeah. God, I'm still I'm still trying to Um open and you go to the club, memory. which is something that I have never done in my life. Uh do you like to do it? Um well I don't I would say that I, I would say that I am not a club person. I don't go often. Um, I am more like my socializing history is like going to someone's house and having like bringing a pack of beer and like going through it and like um getting really steaming in someone else's kitchen yeah um or like going to the pub and having like six pints and getting really steaming in the pub um but whenever i do go to the club i really love dancing um and i love to do that uh and i love so to what go do you to wear to the club versus the what pub what do i wear to the club if i'm going to wear the if i'm going to the go to the Again, it's like it's a pockets thing. And the pub is a bar, right? The pub is yeah. The the pub is a a bar. Like imagine the pub is a yield tavern, I guess. Yeah. Um. uh, Do they serve food? Yeah, yeah. They have pub food. Is like a thing. Some bars uh, in the U.S. don't serve food, which I always find uh, stressful because I'm very small, so I get drunk very easy. But so so for if I'm going to the pub, um, I know that there's going to be like a table and chairs, and we're going to be sitting down and talking to each other, um, so that I know that I can bring like my coat, which has like my wallet and stuff and yeah. pockets and things. Um, but if I'm going to the club, I know that um, I will not be sitting down, and that if I if I'm bringing things, I'm ever gonna I know that it's going to be first of all it's going to be very warm inside, um, and I know that either I'm going to have to pay for a cloakroom. Um, or I'm going to have to suffer and get really, really cold on the way there because I mean I'm going out in Scotland, um, so I I will dress in a strategic manner where I have just enough like pockets to fit a wallet and a phone, or to fit like ID, some cash and a phone, um, or I'll just like give in. If it is like proper cold, like if it's actual winter, I'll give in and like bring a coat and then just put it in the cloakroom. What do you do with um, your keys? Oh, oh yeah, my keys. Um, I'll either if either they'll be like, I'll take like the big keyrings off my keys so I can fit them in like the pockets or my bra. Mm-hmm. Um, and but then like if I if I end up putting them in my bra, I have to kind of watch when I'm dancing that they don't fall out. Um, that's never happened to me. Do you um, drive? It- I actually don't know this. Do you drive? 
Yes, I, 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 I can drive. Um, I only drive in Ireland because when I'm living in Scotland, I'm living, I've been either in the middle of Glasgow or the middle of Edinburgh. And so I haven't needed to drive. Because there's like, public transport middle... and it's good? Yeah. Yeah. There's like buses and there's trains and subway. That's um, good. So, so I can drive, but I don't usually, I don't drive to get to places. Gotcha. Um, in my day to day life. Whenever, whenever I'm back with my parents, cause we live in the middle of the countryside, I drive because like, I kinda gotta to get places cause there's no public transport. Yeah. That's how Jersey is. We have a bus system, but it's not great. Um, uh, and you know, towns are, you know, all 15 minutes away from each other. Like if I wanted to go to the supermarket, I would have to drive for 15 minutes. So. I drive everywhere, yeah. and, and pretty um, much everybody I know drives, which stinks. I wish that public transit was better around here. Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I walk pretty much everywhere. Um, in Edinburgh, I do have, like, a bus card and get the buses, but, like, the buses are really good. Like, they come every, like, two minutes. Um, well, they're usually, like, two minutes late, but they come every two minutes. Um, and, like, the... Um, like the shop is like literally opposite my house. I oh god, I live so close to like a Tesco and an Aldi. It's really great. That's the dream. Um, that's the dream. Um, so I only have my house keys. So, so you have a lot of pockets to put your, uh, or just enough pockets rather to put your phone and your wallet. And if you need a key, you put it in one of those or your bra. Um, but like, do you wear? Um, do you wear a suit? Do you wear a dress? Do you wear jeans? I genuinely don't know what people wear um, to the club. I've only seen it in TV shows. I'll usually wear a, like, either, well, usually wear, like, a pair of jeans, like, tight-ish jeans, and then, like, a, a top. Um, I think the last time I went, um, I was wearing... No, actually, I was wearing my backstage outfit because we we just we went after uh, West Side Story closed. Um, so I was just wearing the, the like my blacks, my stage blacks. Um, before I've worn like skinny jeans and like a tank top, um, or like I don't really own any skirts. If I'm trying to look fancy, I've got like a few things that have like sequins on them. Yeah. Um, that I'll wear. I'll have like a nice. Just like a nice top. I've got a really cool top that has a pineapple on it. I fucking love pineapples. And the reason that I love pineapples is because of the book Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell, which you should all read. And it's a big um, trend it's... now, pineapples on clothes. So like you're in love. I, you know, I'm very grateful for that trend of pineapples because it means I could just have, have pineapples everywhere and I can feel like Jonathan Strange in that one very particular sequence of Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell, the book that you should all read. Um, It's a good book. Did I mention it? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I is there anything else I'm supposed to ask you about? I can't remember. Um I still I'm still trying to open my goddamn photo album um on my, on this laptop and it's literally not working because I was going to I was going to look at some things that I clothing that I've made myself. Yeah. And like but like my fucking computer's not working. Um So, I'm going to have to resort to going to my Tumblr um and going to my tagged my clothes. I'm sorry. Um, um, in which I have a Tumblr tag of all the pieces of clothing that I've made myself over the last several years. Um, so I'm just gonna go back and look at, because it's still like 
I'm still trying to, I'm just like still thinking about like why I started making my own clothes. Like I know um, a lot of people that do it. Like, um, so my mom, my mom started sewing because when she was growing up, they couldn't afford clothes for her dolls. So she made her own like Barbie clothes or whatever dolls that she had. Um, and then she started making her own stuff. And she taught me how to sew because we had a hard time finding clothes um, that fit me properly because I was so short, which, and and then that turned into me wanting to cosplay. Um, yeah. So I, so I found that, like, a lot of people learn to sew out of necessity, and then it um, uh, just kind of happens. But your mom, so, like, if your mom... Did, did your mom have any sort of influence on you with that? Because she worked with textiles all the time, or? Oh yeah, I mean, my mom, t- my mom, my mom taught me how to sew. Actually, th- the reason that I first made um, a garment for myself, uh, it was my um, formal, I guess, which is kind of the UK version of a prom, but you're a bit older. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like party for leaving the school. Mm-hmm. Um, so I couldn't find a formal dress that I liked. Um, so mum was like, why don't you make one? And actually the first ever time that I made a dress for myself was, um, for orchestra because, um, I was in orchestra. Oh, me too. And what did you play? I, I, <laughs> this, this is relevant because I played the tuba. Oh, I, I love it. I play violin. A dress. I couldn't find a dress that I was able to like sit down properly in and like open my legs because I needed to like have my legs slightly open to like support to like rest the tuba on it yeah um and like I couldn't find a dress that I was like comfortable doing that in so me and my mom were like all right well we're gonna make one oh um so we went and like got a pattern um and it was like a vogue simple pattern um was it actually simple I find vogue to be a little bit tricky no, it was really, it was really simple. It was just like plain cut, like princess line. Only had like four pieces to it. Very simple. That's um, good. So I made that, uh, and again, we ended up altering the pattern because I'm a long person, uh, and my back is very long, and like things don't fit me properly. Um, so we ended up making that. Um, okay, I finally found my like clothing tag um on tumblr from like 2012 13 whenever i was starting to make stuff um and actually the first things that i was making were like knitted um like i was very into knitting um like socks and sweater vests i knitted myself a lot of sweater vests um whenever I I was sort of 20-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I moved from sweater vests into waistcoats. Yeah. Um, and I very much liked making myself waistcoats because you didn't need a lot of material. Um, and there's no and sleeves did... and setting in sleeves exactly. is always annoying. I hated doing, I hated doing sleeves. Um, and so I, from getting into waistcoats, um, I, I then got into like that brought me into making like historical shirts. I got very into like cravats and cufflinks. I went through. I think I sent you some photos of myself in a suit. Yeah, that was um, why. Um, that was actually the reason. I think why you cosplay Quinn because I pointed. I was like, that's something Quinn would wear. 
Yeah. I don't know why yeah. I just said that in a scary monster voice, but, you know. Um, I'm gonna just send you these photos. It's um, a very good suit. I want to say it's, like, a beautiful blue and orange and green tweed. Um, yeah, it's it's not a tweed. It's not a wool. It's sort of a poly cotton linen fake look. Um, but it does have that, like, tweed gentlemanly outfit. Um, but yeah, I was very into, like, um, like masculine looks, but like historical masculine, so like dandy almost. Yes. Um, which I think actually watching Doctor Who had an influence on me because my favorite doctor was the Eighth Doctor, mm-hmm. um, who does have a very dandy like, style, nineteenth century dandy aesthetic. Yeah. Um, and- I'm loving these <laughs> bike pants on you. Extremely high waisted leather bike pants is the thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, they're really uncomfortable to sit on. Like they're just so they were very small. I didn't like them. Um I think actually watching Doctor Who was a big bigger influence than because I think that was actually the reason that I started making waistcoats. Like I think one of the first waistcoats I made was like a purple, um, woolly tweedy waistcoat, which was like this was when Matt Smith was the eleventh doctor. Yeah. Um, who like had a purple waistcoat and was all like, bow ties are cool. Um, and that, this was like before that had gotten really old. Yeah. Um, when he'd like just become the doctor and it was like, everyone was really into it and I was really into it and I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to make myself like a purple waistcoat. How old are you Um, in these pictures? You look like a little baby. Um, 19? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, I think so. So yeah, after, after waistcoats, I moved on and then I made the Rand Althor coat. Yeah. Um, which there's loads of pictures of in this in the my clothes tag um on Tumblr. Uh and then after I'd made my Dragon Reborn coat, um I kinda made a bunch of other coats. Yeah, I'm looking I at this of... house coat you made. Oh yeah, that's my one of my favourite dressing gowns. Um I was very into like historical menswear, um, because after Doctor Who, um I moved on. I watched Hornblower because that had Paul McGann in it, um, who plays the Eighth Doctor, who is also in Hornblower. Um, and I got really into that aesthetic. Uh, and I got into like historical naval, um, not fiction, because I still haven't read any of like the Jack Aubrey or um, Horatio Hornblower books. But I got really into like Napoleonic stuff, and that's how I got into Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell, um, and made the Jonathan Strange pants. And stuff like that, um, and that, and then I just kind of went from there because um, I'd I'd read through all the like historical um, pattern cutting books in the GSI library. Yeah, um, I'm looking at this picture of you that you posted that says, "So I got this historical fashion book, and not only does it have really in depth year by year notes and illustrations, it also has pattern blocks for each year. I'm so excited! I'm going to design so many clothes and cosplays, and you look so happy. It's very good." Yeah, and this was 2013, and you know, here we are. Yeah, um, you've improved so yeah. much in like that time period. It's amazing. Uh, what, you saying the stuff I linked you to shit, eh? 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 No, 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 that's not what I meant, I'm sorry! <laughs> no, no, I know, I know that's not what you meant. Um, but it's good, and I think just, like, having talked for, like, literally an hour now about, um, stuff, I've just kind of realised that the reason that I never 
because I've never been to a convention, I've never worn a cosplay like out. Yeah. In, I mean, I've worn a cosplay out, but I've never worn it in a space where one is expected to have cosplays, like a con or a something or like a that. Party, um, yeah. Or a party. I mean, like I've I've made stuff for Halloween parties, which are very fun. Um, but while I was at art school and while I was just making clothes for myself, like. I would make things based on the TV shows I was watching or the books I was reading or the characters that I wanted to like embody or become. Although I'm not quite sure why I wanted to embody Randall Thor because he's like the most toxically masculine character as I am discovering on my latest Wheel of Time reread. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is a tall ginger, so I was like, yeah, that's me, I guess. Yeah. Um, but like the only outlet I had for these was to like put wear the clothes wear those things like in my regular life yeah uh, and in my day-to-day life like the things i was watching and the media i was consuming like entered my wardrobe that i would just wear about um which is why i had like a sort of gentleman's dandy type phase yes where you were like very um, where dapper I, where i wore like suits and waistcoats and ties um which is why i sort of i had uh I had a phase where, like, quite a lot of the stuff I would wear, like, had embroidery on it. Um, I'm looking at this going... waistcoat you made that's, like, uh, it, it's, like, a purple with yellow on it with the, the buttons, like, the hussar-style buttons going up all the way up the top that looks like, it's, like, an Andros-style vest, but with, like, Celtic knot kind of stuff going on. Oh, yeah, yeah, the green one. The green yeah. One. yeah. Oh, I it's green. Was... Whoops. I don't know what colors um, are. Yeah. Ah, well. I love this I, one. I made that while I was watching uh, Sharp. Um, uh, Sharp played by uh, Sean Bean. Uh, I made it through ten Sharp movies without dying. Um, like he's got all the frogging uh, all across the chest because he's like a really high rank sharpshooter or something. Yeah. Um, and stuff. But yeah, so mainly, like, I think, and the, the reason, the whole reason I've gotten into costume yeah. is because, like, I I went from, like, channeling the media I was watching and taking that and putting it into my wardrobe. And, like, those, like, Jonathan Strange breeches that I wore, like, proper, like, white, um, like, 1810-style gentleman's Regency breeches. Like, really impractical, like, pure white, stains the easiest thing, um... Like, I just would wear them out. Like, I li- I wore those to a club once. Um, and, like, it was fine because it was, like, an art school club type thing. So it was, like, cool to wear those out. Um, and here's a picture of me in them. It's very good. Um, and, like, I would just wear this stuff around art school. Again, it was, an, it was art school. It was an environment which I could not only get away with it, be, but be, like, it was a good space to, like, wear weird clothes in. Yes. Um, I'll say. And so I think I realised by the time I got to the end of art school, I realised that the thing I'd enjoyed most about art school was the stuff I was doing outside of the studio uh, and like the fun period drama clothes that I'd been making. Um, And I was like, you know what? This is a thing that I'm going to do Um, from now on. And kind of now that I'm at costume school, I like I'm not doing any of that. Um, I have like no interest anymore of making clothes for myself because because that's sort of become the main focus of my work and like that's yeah. what I'm doing. Um, 
So the way that I dress these days is like boring as shit compared to what it used to be because like I have that outlet of the studio and of like all the shit that I'm making for my course and that I love making but like I don't and I don't need um style to express myself anymore. Yeah, not that I don't like express myself through style. But like I'm just looking at these photos and like scrolling through the my clothes tag on my old Tumblr. Um yeah. and like I like some of the stuff I used to wear is wild. I'm like, God, why don't I do that anymore? And it's just because I don't like need to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because I mean to be a bit cynical, like it sewing has become work, has become a chore, has become something that's no longer like <laughs> not enjoyable, but it's no longer like a fun rebellious thing. It's like work now. Right. Um, I guess my rebellious outlet these days has become like D and D. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like I I don't know, I just I think it's very good that like you you had this thing, um, you know, making clothes, making costumes and you you were doing it for a while for yourself and then you were kinda like this is me and, and now you're it's it became part of who you are in a in a very big sense uh and that there was a great sentence uh i i think it's it's really inspiring for me scout thank you so i'm just still looking at old photos of me going oh wow who is she you're a little baby in these photos oh my god yeah it's very cute is the thing I do I do like I do miss the time when I used to wear like a a suit and tie and like jacket blazer and one time the the woman at the like French stall in the Christmas market called me monsieur and that was like really good because I was like oh yeah she thinks I'm like a proper gentleman um that was that was when I was like am I gender um and now yeah. I don't really worry about it because I'm like eh I guess gender whatever um, that was fun. I don't know why I'm... Oh, sorry. I'm sending you this picture that you posted your own of your Bruce <laughs> shirt and pants because I love to see it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Um, do you want to say any other things? Ooh. Oh, that is a good look. The, the yeah, Bruce Lee, it's so Bruce Lee legend. Um... I should get some more swords. Like, honestly, it's been a while since I bought a sword and I should get myself another one. Um, I can't actually think of of anything. I'm sure there is more to say, but I have been talking for like an hour and 15 minutes. Um, this is a long one today, but it's this important. Is gonna, but it is it's, it is the last one. I'm, I'm going to be sad to not get this in my feet anymore, honestly. I mean, I'll, I'll come back to it eventually. Um, I just don't want to do have try and do two podcasts at the same time uh while also doing a wheel of time dissertation and like a wheel of time project and you know i'm still okay just again scrolling through this page of my clothes on tumblr and the aura 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 sweater that i made uh as a jojo's bizarre adventure reference i am really proud of that it's really good um holy moly you made that 
Oh, oh, yeah. Um, the I the knitting machines at uni. Uh, it took me like a day to make it because knitting machines are the fucking best thing ever. Um, so yeah I think the the conclusion that I, I want to come to yeah. is that the whole reason that I make clothes for myself is to it's currently um, all the clothes that I've made for myself in like the last year last two years are all little things that I've slipped like little references to, to media in mm-hmm. um like the Aura 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 sweater, which like, it's not a sweater that says JoJo's Bizarre Adventure on the front, but if you are a person who is familiar with JoJo's Bizarre Adventure at all, you'll know that something that says Aura 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 is a JoJo reference. Yeah. Or like those Bruce Lee uh, sweatpants that I have. Um, you know they don't say I fucking love Bruce Lee on them, but if you know anything about Bruce Lee. If you've seen anything from the Game of Death, you'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, those. Or, you know, unfortunately, if you've seen Kill Bill, you'll be like, oh, you'll think they're from Kill Bill. And you'll think that, like, oh, Quentin Tarantino somehow came up with that iconic look, which he did, and it was Bruce Lee. Um, I feel very strongly about this issue. Um, or, like, some some jeans, that some old uh, black skinny jeans that I cut diamond ships into. Um, because I had been reading Jojo's Bizarre Adventure again, Stone Ocean in which, oh god, what's the character's name? Is it Anasui? Is it Abachio? He's, he's... That Abachio is from, uh... Yeah, Abachio is from... from I think it's Anasui. It's the one with the pink hair who comes uh, yeah, to that's, the end. Yeah, that's, uh, I think that, that that character's name is Narciso Anasui? I, mean, I can't remember his name, but, like, he comes in at the end and he's we- he's wearing exclusively, like, a diamond-shaped lattice all over his body. And it's like he's wearing a fish fishnet, and I'm like, what is this iconic thing? I'm gonna cut diamond ships all over my trousers in reference. Yeah, to this. yeah, yeah. That's honestly. Um. But yeah, I think apart from choosing practical stuff in that I can work in and move in and like calculate the right amount of pockets to wear in something, um, whenever I want to slip something into my wardrobe, it's gonna be like a character-based thing and be like, oh, this is a little reference to shit, I have a story that I wanted to tell that I've just remembered. Yeah. Um because this happened to me. Um I have I have this denim jacket which has patches on it. Mm-hmm. Um and um after I finished reading The Wheel of Time in 2014-ish, I moved on, as everyone who finishes The Wheel of Time does, um, to Brandon Sanderson books. Um, because Brandon Sanderson finished off the Wheel of Time, um, and he's got a series called Stormlight Archive. Uh, and on my denim jacket, I have this patch of uh, Bridge Four, which is one of the organizations, kind of organizations in Stormlight Archive. Um, and that's on the shoulders, and then on the back of the denim jacket is the crest for the Windrunners. Um, again, another faction thing represented in those books and so I've got these like symbols um, which anyone who's read the books I think they are like the inside like cover art for each new um, part of the books it has the Windrunner's crest on it uh, and again there's an illustration of the bridge for uh, insignia somewhere Mm -hmm. in the books Um, so I've got these symbols on my jacket that like no one ever recognises really like there's no words, it doesn't say I love Brandon Sanderson's Stormlight Archive series, it just has the symbols I I always will say I tend to go for things that don't have words on them 
Um, I don't really like logos or like, I don't like slogans. I don't like slogans, but I'll go with symbols. So I've got this done bracket anyway. Uh, and I, I'm going shopping for, we're looking for a, we're looking for the white Maria dress to go for West Side Story. So yeah. we go to this vintage shop and I go in and the guy at the till, um, falls in love with me at first sight. Okay. Basically. Um, like I go in and I, I'm, I'm, I'm in a hurry. Um, I need to get this dress within the next hour. Um, because, you know, show starts at seven. Um, we've got to be there for six. It's currently like five. The shop closes in half an hour. I'm like, I'm in a hurry. I need to get this dress like right now. So I'm like in a no nonsense business. Go in, get stuff. No like faffing around, no prizing, like in and out, get the, get the dress leaf. Um, so I go in and I'm all like business like, I'm like just burst into the shop and I'm like, right, have you got any white dresses? What do you have? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and the shop assistant is really like tongue tied. He's just like, uh, 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 the, 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 uh, uh, and I'm, I'm kind of like wondering, um, and, and I think their manager's there and he eventually like comes and sorts out. But eventually the, um, guy comes back and is like, sorry, can, can I just ask like the, the back of your jacket? Is that, is that like, uh, and I'm like, Stormlight Archive? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, 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 of course. Um, and I just like, he kind of looks at me like I'm the son or something. Like, oh, I've, I've oh never seen someone be so just like amazed um, that I, I'm out here like representing Windrunners, like, you know, life before death uh, and all that. Um, and it's just because he like he clocked the insignia on the back of my jacket, and like honestly, it is really rare to like meet people in real life who've like read fantasy books. It's weird. It's like there's there's like millions of people who read these, um, but we're all kind of spread out over the internet and only see each other on like Tumblr and I guess Reddit. I don't really go on Reddit, but I know people go on Reddit. Um, so I think he was just like so surprised at seeing someone with like the Windrunners. Um, Crest in real life that he just like ceased to function and was just like holy shit um and like he eventually um served us when i was like paying for stuff um and again, i think i feel like i treated him really brusquely because i was in like a massive hurry yeah um but it was good to get an experience that i've just like completely kind of like dumbfounded someone in real life by by the stuff i was wearing and that was fun uh yeah, we should we should wrap up because uh, we've been going for a while. A while now. Yeah. Yeah, it's an it's an hour. It's almost an hour and a half. I do want to ask you one more quick question. So I know you <laughs> wanted to learn at the beginning of the show. You you were talking about you want to learn what other people wear secret costume design better. Have you learned anything? Oh my god, I've learned so much. I need to. I need to. Um listen back to all the episodes in a few months when I've like forgotten about doing them and like make notes about stuff but I've I've learned I've learned a lot about I, th- I feel like I've learned a lot about gender I don't know what I've actually learned about gender uh gender I hardly know her yeah same um, <laughs> like because we've had a lot of like non-binary guests and interviewees uh, actually, I, I, I think you're all, I just did my final interview, um, this morning. 
um, which was with the Red Wizard Seamus, um, who is a long-time friend of mine, and, and they are, again, a powerful non-binary person mm-hmm. um, to go with the rest of us. But but again, and we've interviewed, we've 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 gone cis, we've gone trans as well. Um, it's not just been all this waffle in the middle that we have to live with. Um, what have I, what have I learned? I've learned, I've learned some stuff about 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 autism and textures and how important textures are, um, and how different people um, interact with different textures. Uh, I've learned that there is a distinction between mental comfort and physical comfort, um, and that you can't um, sometimes you can't be happy with the first until you've like ticked the box for the second. Uh, sometimes it's the other way round. Um, what have I learned? I've learned that. I don't know. I'll have to. I'll have to listen back to them and I don't know, write a report. This actually, this whole project, um, this whole podcast was kind of supposed to be research for my dissertation, uh, but then I decided to write it about fantasy and world building instead of everyday wear and gender. Mm-hmm. I still want to read this report. You realize that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's due in three months. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yes, Prof. <laughs> professor Scout. Yes, Professor. Yeah. Sarah, uh, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on so many places. I'm actually because we've spent ages going through um, my Tumblr to look at photos. I will plug that. Um, the current URL of it is Cosmemer. C O S M E M E R dot tumblr.com forward slash tagged forward slash my space clothes um will take you to all those photos of me that we were talking about it i i don't even know what else is on my tumblr um i've had it since 2010 there's probably some very bad stuff from when i was like 16 or whatever how old i was in 2010 um, but for the rest of the time, you can find me at Sarah Mook Costumes uh, on Twitter, on Instagram. And that is about it. I have my Etsy shop, which is etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash really big dice, all one word, where you can buy really big dice. Um, I do my Yu Gi Oh podcast, which is called Pod of Greed, um, where we watch Yu Gi Oh and have fun talking about it. And. Oh, I, I went on a Skype podcast. Skype, do you want to talk about your podcasts? Yeah. So I'm Scott Shiro. You can find me on Twitter at Alderani, A-L-D-E-R-A-A-N-I. Um, I have two podcasts under uh, my production company when I when I do like a little editing thing uh, for, uh, you know, editing to practice what I use for my degree. Anyway, um, it's I, I call it Mesa Verde Media, and I do two podcasts. And one is by myself, and it's called Original Character Do Not Steal, where I ask people to tell me about their OCs. And on Twitter, that's at OCDNSCast. And then I also do a podcast with my friend Amanda called Unlimited Blade Jerks, which is about the fate... Um, 
Universe by Type Moon. Uh, we're mostly going to watch the animes. Um, and we're starting with Fate Zero. And you can find that on Twitter at, at UBJCast. Um, and, and, and that's it. Um, and, and I'm looking to edit more podcasts. So if you want somebody to do, do something on Reaper for you, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> I may get back to you on that actually. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'll be happy. We can talk about that later. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for interviewing me. You're welcome. You're this was valid. A, this was a good idea you had. Um, and I think it's good to finish the series. Also, I'm very narcissistic and love talking about myself. Everybody likes to talk about themselves a little bit, at least. Yeah. I think. We did it a lot. That's how we did Having just hit the uh, one hour 30 on the Audacity recording. Ooh. Good night, Sky. Good night. Yeah.